Hello Libra friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Libra January 2022 Astrology Must Knows Horoscope Forecast. Definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, that's the one-stop place where you can see all the free goodies I make for you each month, including a new perk when you sign up for my free email newsletter list of being able to run your free birth chart, which is something I've been working on for a long time so that you can use the information I give you in my videos more. Next, if you'd like to have some free courses, including one about unleashing your money magnet, go to loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com, and you can also see my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course there if you'd like to earn money from your love of astrology. This video is for you if Libra is your sun sign or your moon sign or your rising sign or anything else that you watch for Libra, Mercury, Venus, Mars. This video is going to have pieces that are part of your astrological picture. If you're a very late degree Libra, so if your birthday is like October 15th through the rest of the sign, or if you've got degrees like around 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I also urge you to watch my Scorpio video because you very cuspy people have a more complex read and you need both of those videos to give you your astrological picture. So we've got a new month, we've got a new year, we've got a lot of things to celebrate, so I'm just going to go down the list. The first thing that is a must know is that we're finally getting out of the heat of the eclipse season. This eclipse season has been a particularly big karmic wrap up because of the ending of the Sagittarius Gemini eclipse cycle, which started around March 2020, which we know what happened there, the world pretty much shut down. So there will be some feelings of, wow, it's a new year, a new time, because there's going to be a very big karmic wrap up. Um, now, of course, we are also going to be in uh, Mercury and Venus retrograde, so there will be aspects of the feeling of the new year put off a little bit longer, which we'll get into, but there will be that feeling of some things being completed and new slates opening, clean slates opening up. That is something to celebrate in a big way. The next thing to celebrate is that Saturn-Uranus clash, that was the tagline for 2021, we're not completely done with it yet, but we do have a period of time between January and August where it's getting more open from that clash. Okay, so it was at the end of December, so it might take a little bit into January for those shock waves to wear off, but that heaviness should also start to dissipate. So between the um, stepping out of the heat of the eclipse season, and if you've been following my work or you pay attention to the eclipse seasons, there's a lot of stress and a lot of drama, and it always feels like you have your finger stuck in an electric socket for a couple of months at a time with the foreboding of feeling changes and not knowing what they are, and sometimes they turn out to be amazing, but just the not knowing, you know, it can be very an anxiety-ridden time, and as we're into January, although some eclipse news could still be coming in, we're not in the heat of the season like we were in October, November, and December. Okay, so yay for that. Also something else to celebrate that's a must know is that we do have quite a bit more positive sweet aspects in January than salty ones as I like to call them. And because of that, we'll feel it, you know? So whenever we've got more harmony and the stars speaking to each other nicely, that's definitely a layer that we feel in our experience. So that's something to celebrate. If you like to follow those sweet and salty dates, so the difficult ones, the awesome ones, what you can expect from them delivered into your inbox early, uh, one month early, then you'll love my um, email newsletter because I do a really detailed write-up that includes those dates that you can see at AnnieHelpsYou.com. Okay, so the next big must know is that we are stepping into Mercury retrograde the last couple of days of December 
through January 14th are the pre-Mercury retrograde shadow period dates. And then January 14th through February 3rd is the actual retrograde. And then February 3rd through the 23rd is the post-shadow transit. Okay, so we do spend half of our lives in a Mercury retrograde cycle. So it's important to understand what goes on here. It's basically a time when the tides are going in, when unfinished business gets to get cleared up, plans that you've made get called into question, and things that were secure get become uncertain. So you can save yourself a lot of drama by just knowing ahead of time, which is why I post these early, that January might feel uncertain, it might feel shaky, plans that you made in this time might not work out at all or might work out differently than you thought. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, it just is an is thing. You know, this is just what Mercury Retrograde does. So my best advice for Mercury Retrograde is to schedule yourself lightly as possible as lightly as possible because first of all, any plans you make are going to be called into question and may change. So you save yourself trouble of having a whole bunch of things trying to work out if you just plan less. The second thing is that if you leave more room in your schedule, you will have access to do something with the un, um, the last minute magic. That's one of my favorite manifestations of Mercury retrograde is this last minute magic where Things come out of the blue, like, hey, you want to go do this, or hey, a, a, a trip can happen, or, you know, hey, do you want to work on this project, or, you know, something, anything like that can come up. And the more you're scheduled, the more you can't say yes to these sweet last minute magic opportunities that come up. Okay, so just kind of navigate through the time, knowing there will be changes, knowing it lends itself more to short term ventures, and that things that you think now or things that you commit to now are very likely to change. So just try to leave as much flexibility in your arrangements as possible. Okay, so the next big must know is that, let me just see if there's anything else there. Nope, that was what I wanted to say. Oh wait, yeah, one more thing. In this period of time, for multiple reasons, trying things on without commitment is a good way to go. Or if it's something that you can cancel or get out of, then you know it's good to get your feet wet. It's a perfect time to try things on and certain things will stick. But as much, you know, if you can um, experiment and leave room for that, then that works well with this time. Okay, so the next big must know is that Venus is still in retrograde. This is very important for everybody, but especially for Libras because you all are ruled by Venus. So Venus retrograde times have more power, have more opportunity, have more relevance for you. And that's already talking about having relevance, you know, in a lot of domains because Venus rules love and relationships and money and finance and beauty and design and self-esteem. And so it already covers a lot of ground. So let's just talk about the dates of this cycle. The actual retrograde of Venus what is, starts uh, December 19th and goes through January 29th. The pre-shadow, um, pre-transit shadow period starts November 18th. So that's a very lengthy time between November 18th and December 19th that the energies are still present. And then the post-transit shadow period runs from January 29th through March 2nd. Okay, so we've got a very long period of time where you will have your Venus goggles on. And the reason why I mention those pre and post shadow period dates is because the rules and the manifestations for the actual retrograde are pretty much the same during those shadow periods. So if you are just factoring in during the actual retrograde, you're going to miss a lot of time when you really need to be on high alert for certain things. 
Okay, I do have a separate video that I really urge you to watch. It's called Venus Retrograde, or Do's and Don'ts. So if you just search for Annie Botticelli Venus Retrograde, um, I can go into lots of more details there because I don't want to usurp this whole um, horoscope with Venus Retrograde. But just know that it is a very influential time for you. And the more you can know about it, the better. Um, you can also see AnnieHelpsYou.com for a Venus Retrograde through the Signs and Houses blog series and a bunch of other blogs about Venus retrograde, including um, if you're born in Venus retrograde or expecting a baby in Venus retrograde. Okay, so lots of lots of Venus retrograde info there. Biggest must know about Venus retrograde is that you're going to have your Venus goggles on, which means you're not going to be seeing clearly in love, beauty, money, design. And things that you think now or things that you do now might not be as long-term as you think they will be. So the biggest, best advice here, big must know, is try not to do anything permanent. If it's in your hands and your control, if it comes to you and it's out of your hands, then you can't do anything about it. But if you have say in it and you're the one instigating something, try to avoid doing anything that's not easily changeable or fixable in the arenas ruled by Venus. Love, beauty, money, design, um, you know, physical appearance, etc. So that means, again, this theme of experimentation. So like maybe just a, a washout hair color instead of dyeing your hair completely a permanent color. Maybe just um, wearing a, a wig for seeing how it feels to have short hair or wearing your hair up rather than cutting all your hair off. A henna tattoo instead of a real one. Um, getting new beauty products that um, are not going to cause any harm instead of a surgery which could be botched or go awry. Um, so any permanent things that you're doing in the beauty department, those are things you might want to seriously consider holding off on because they're not very well indicated during Venus retrograde. Now that being said, things in beauty and money and design are going to want and you're going to have this urge to touch them up, to fix them up, to to give them some attention. And that is perfect. That is wonderfully well indicated at this time. So you just want to follow the rules. The rules are things that are affordable, things that are easy to change if you change your mind, you know, and also there is a special um, focus on function over design at this time, especially because Venus is in very practical Capricorn during this time. So basically, for instance, let's say you have multiple cars in your driveway and you have trouble pulling in and out because of a ditch in the front of your yard. Well, paving that ditch over is not a design thing. Maybe you'll do a little landscaping or something in there, but the point of it is for functionality. Maybe you have rotting wood on your house. Maybe you've got, you know, to get something fixed that has been pending. Functional fixes are very well indicated at this time and you will find yourself wanting to spruce up, clean up, throw out, you know, just like, things that are in your yard that are not being used. Um, you do want to be careful with giving away or trying to sell things of value because you might not be seeing clearly the value they have to you emotionally um, or the value that they have financially. Now, because of that, because people will be ditching things um, and possibly freaking out about money and things like that, some people might be giving things away at a serious discount. So it is a bargain hunter's delight time. If you are a person who likes to scavenge things that are your gold that were someone else's garbage or that people don't realize the value of them, you will be in your glory at this time. But if you're a person selling something of value, you have to just make sure that you're getting your fair price and that you know what you're going to be getting yourself into after you, the sale. 
And if you're making a big purchase at this time, you just have to watch out for not buying a money pit. Okay, so like get your extra inspections, do your extra research. Okay, so basically that, that big must know, experimentation is key at this time. If you wanna get new dishware that's not very expensive for the holiday, spruce things up, that's fine. If you want to redo your whole kitchen in Venus Retrograde, that's something you might wanna consider maybe researching, getting some ideas, doing some planning, getting some permits, things like that. But for the actual design, um, you might find that you'll do something very different once the Venus retrograde is passed. So again, easily fixable, that's fine. Experimentation without commitment, that works very well. If you can avoid making your big decisions like leaving your relationship or making a, you know, a very consequential investment move that might leave you in a vulnerable position, you might wanna consider being more practical with the things that you do at this time. Practicality is going to hold very strong. And that's not just because of that's a rule of Venus retrograde in general. That is because it's in practical Capricorn and it is because we are in the Capricorn season. So what the Capricorn season means specifically for Libra, big must know, is that you're going to have a lot of pressure put on you to accomplish things with your work or things with your father figures or bosses and your home and family. Home and family and real estate and home business um, things like that are going to have a lot of pressure for Libras at this time. Now, don't be afraid of the word pressure because the things that are putting pressure on you, most of the things that are putting pressure on you are short-term transit. So they're going to pass very quickly. Okay, there are some longer-term pressures put on you because Pluto's still in Capricorn. That's been squaring your sign for a while, especially those of you later in the sign. But for the most part, you know, it's kind of crunch time for you to start getting a plan together. And even if you can't actually do something about things, it is time for you to be doing something. And you'll know what those things are if you navigate through with your own personal you know, situation. But pressure is on home and family. And that can be for a good thing. Like maybe you find out that you're expecting a baby and now it's like, oh gosh, I have to make more money or I have to get the house ready. Or, you know, it could be a good type of pressure, but you will be feeling home, family, real estate, housing, um, home business, working from home pressures. And you also will be reconsidering a lot of these things because the retrograde takes place partly, or for some of you completely, in this fourth house. So besides having a big pileup of other planets moving there, you also are having the Mercury retrograde cycle there, and you also are having the Venus retrograde cycle there. Okay, so this is, um, you know, a very big time of reconsideration. And just, you know, note the theme that I'm giving you here. Reconsideration doesn't necessarily mean making the decision of what you're going to do differently, okay? And that's, that's important to know because not knowing is part of the experience that we're probably just going to have in January. And if you can just be comfortable in the not knowing, be comfortable in the research and consideration phase and wait until the latter part of February through the end of April for your big decisions of what you're going to do with all this reconsideration, your big launches, your big exits, your big, you know, um, enter entrances, that is going to serve you better because that is the big open window where we're out of this personal planet retrograde long stretch, all right? So if you have to um, make a big decision, have an engagement, wedding, 
um, start a new job, especially if you're leaving an old job or make the commitment to make a change, um, move, sell something of value, you know, make big decisions that have to do with anything and agreements and commitments, February 23rd through April 27th is going to be your best open window. And there's going to be so much energy from moving forward at this time, at that time, um, because the energies will start to move into Aries in that pocket of time. And you'll really, really, that will actually feel more like a new year than this even does. Okay. There will be, like I said, some feeling of a new year because the eclipse wrap up is going to clear out a lot of karma and it's going to feel like, wow, you know, this is a whole new experience. But there is going to be this kind of hovering, things not quite in place, not quite knowing, not able to make plans for the future. That's another big must know. If you're trying to make um, future plans, you might want to hold off on even making your future plans until towards the end of February and after because things are going to change a lot and the plans that you make might change radically um, in that period of time. Okay, so you'll have more clarity come the end of February, but for now, try to rest in the not knowing. All right, so those Capricorn topics such as employment and career and life purpose and father figures and bosses um, are going to be front and center and trying to see what your options are or experimenting on the side. This is a very additive type of energy, okay? So let's say you have a job, you're thinking about leaving it. This is a good time to try to dance in another arena of work while keeping your old things stable if you can because the experimentation phase will help to give you the direction of what you'll actually do while keeping your stability while you're doing the experimenting, okay? So as much as you can keep stable rather than this big dramatic, okay, now I'm doing this, I'm not doing this, I'm ending this completely, it's not really a time for that unless that change is coming to you and it's out of your control. So good news for, and more good news, um, for Libras is that we're starting the Aquarius season towards the end of the month and Mercury is going to be in Aquarius for part of the time of its retrograde. So those are air placements, both of you, you know, Libra and Aquarius. So that means that part of the retrograde is going to be making kisses for you, which increases the odds that you'll have blessings from the past and great opportunities from the past that will gel in a nice way. Now that's true for all Librans, but that's especially true for September born or zero through 10 degrees, okay? Now, if you're not sure about your degree, you can now through um, the service that I'm providing for my email um, community, you can run a free birth chart. So when you go to AnnieHelpsYou.com and sign up for my free email newsletter, you'll get information on how you can access to run this free birth chart and you can see what degrees you have. So all of these um, you know, times that I talk about degrees and you can see further into your chart, which is great. Also with the sun moving into Aquarius, this is going to start a season of trines for you. And the trine of course is the more, most favorable aspect in all of astrology and you will feel the lightning of the energy towards the end of the month. As I mentioned before, that Capricorn energy can be a little heavy for you and can be a little bit like you've gotta get really disciplined and really organized, which doesn't have to be a bad thing, but you're going to have to rein it in and sort of, you know, get really focused. And that might actually feel pretty good from the free-for-all Sag season. So even though the Sag season um, we're stepping out of is really great for Libras, um, 
it can lend itself to a little bit of excess. So this will be a month where you're mopping up some messes or excess that you might have made in the previous months. And again, all of you are going to be favored with this um, Aquarius movement. Those of you who are the September born will feel it first. And those of you who are the October born Librans or 11 through the degrees to the rest of the sign, you will feel that those blessings and openings more in February. Okay, so no one's going to be left out of it. It's just a matter of timing of when you're really feeling that. Okay, let's see what else. Um, all right. Oh, yes, there was one other thing. So Mars is still moving through Sagittarius. So we do have that energy still supporting Libras. Now, remember that Sag energies make a 60 degree angle for you. 60 degree angle is the angle of opportunity where things are present that you can do something with, but it's up to you to make the pie with the ingredients, okay? So all of you will be getting the blessings from Mars movement through Sag. If you are um, a September born through around October 4th or 5th, you'll be getting that kiss, that push from Mars in December. And if you are like October 4th through the rest of the sign, or 14 degrees through the rest of the sign, you'll be getting that kiss um, in January, okay? So um, zero to 14 degrees and uh, September born through October 4th, we'll get the, the Mars push in December and then 14 degrees to the rest of the sign and October 4th through the rest of the sign, you'll get the Mars push in January, okay? So no one's being left out of it. Again, it's just a matter of the timing when you'll feel it. And what's important to know about a Mars opportunity is that Mars rules action and Mars also rules war and challenges. So you could have um, an opportunity come to you to ameliorate some kind of conflict with someone. So someone could extend an olive branch to you um, for peace on something, or you can be the one that decides you're going to call a truce with some kind of conflict or make steps to forgive and to heal. And that could be, you know, that could bring into accord something that had been a conflict prior. Okay, so the last must know is that Jupiter's recently in Pisces. I did go into the implications of this in the December report, and you can go back to that to hear more, but I will touch on some of this now as well. Jupiter in Pisces means the sixth house for Libras starts to get lit up with the great benefic, the great ruler of luck and expansion, okay? So that means your house of health, your house of your daily routine, including your work and your workspace. If you're self-employed, this is also a workhouse. Um, your discipline, your yoga, you know, your uh, medications or your meditations, your routines, your um, diet, anything with your regimens and your upkeep and like the things that you do every day is in for a, a major freedom boost, okay? So you might start to have more freedom in your schedule, you might start to have um, more work that could lead to more freedom because the finances are better. And sometimes Jupiter can make a little bit of a ruckus, like it can cause some trouble when it's in a, a house, um, but that's for the purpose of making it heal. But you will definitely have a lot of opportunities to find perfect practitioners to help you, like a perfect accountant or a perfect healing practitioner. Or if you're interested in the healing arts, this could be a time where you really expand your education or work in these fields. This is also um, a period of time, and when I'm talking about this period of time, it's the end of December through the beginning of May, which is the, you know, and then it will come back a little bit 
Um, you know, for you later degree people, those later in the Libra sign, you'll have this come back around later in the year. But the biggest push for um, for Jupiter in Pisces is actually going to be in that period of time because Jupiter is going to blaze through Pisces. Okay, so you've got this nice window where any help that you're looking for in those arenas that we just discussed can come in and also anything having to do with animals or pets. If you are looking for a pet to give a forever home, this month lends itself more to short-term things. Now, if a perfect animal that you know you have a soul connection with and you're supposed to help comes in, you can still say yes. But if the energies are better for long-term connections, starting like the middle of February, towards the end of February and through the end of April, okay? So if you're planning, getting ready to have an animal friend come in, this would be a good time to do research. January is a good time to do research and figure out your best, best animal, you know, for you and those kind of things, and then kind of plan to make your your big um, find of your friend um, in that end of February into the end of April timeframe. Okay, so I've given you lots of information to help you make the most of this new month and this new year. If you would like even more information, I have a lot more resources for you. Go to AnnieHelpsYou.com or you can click on the link below this video. If you click on the little more button with the arrow, the notes will be revealed and the direct link is there. And if you would love to be an astrologer as your profession or just earn a little bit of money on the side from your love of astrology or just help yourself and your friends and your family, Without charging, you will love my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. As you can see from all of the things that I do, I'm a teacher, I love to teach astrology, and if you think I put a lot into my free resources, you should see what goes into this crazy comprehensive course, Becoming a Professional Astrologer, which you can see at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. This link is also in the notes underneath the video. I also have a book, I have multiple books, but the book that is most about astrology is called Planetology. And you can see that at any major booksellers and it's actually on the shelf at all major booksellers. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.